Hey, Pepin. Yo, what's up? Um, want to talk about House? Yeah, of course I do. Wait, the, wait. The show? Wait, wait, wait. The show? Yeah. There's a show about House? Yeah. Oh, Extreme Makeover. Oh, God, Gideon's here. Extreme All right, let's... Makeover. Okay, we did talk. Let's do the intro. <laughs> Okay, and welcome to We Get to Talk. I am Nate. I am Meter. And uh, I'll introduce myself. My name Good. Is Gideon, special guest. Special guest Gideon. Honestly, Our- you're not special anymore. Oh. After four or five episodes, <laughs> like, you're just kind of here. Standard guest. We're really glad to have you, though. It, it really does liven the conversation. Like, you add an element that's that's real. Oh, and I'm glad you. you're here. Thank you. I, I do that's really the nicest thing you're, being here. That's the nicest thing you're ever going to hear from me. You also have a pretty nice voice. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, we've all seen House. Yep. There's this episode's going to contain spoilers. House dies. Everybody, get over it. Okay, going forward. He didn't even die in his own house. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen that video of um, of of you, Lori, dressed as a house? It's Hugh Laurie with in a house costume with a paintbrush painting the side of a house. I think I have. Did he do that for like Halloween or something? Probably. That would be a very good reason to dress hmm. as a house. Right, right. That sounds pretty amazing though. I mean, pretty accurate to the show as well. It's house as a house painting a house. I like it. Actually, he was painting a house on the house. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's even better. It was the most meta thing I've ever seen in my mm, life. But what if House was painting a house on the house of the painting a house? Nate, you're getting kind of crazy here. So what are we talking about about the show? So just some of the themes from the characters, the motivations. I mean, number one, was House a good doctor? Define good doctor. <laughs> well, that's for us to define, though, right? Yeah. yeah. So... Some people would say he was a great doctor because he figured a lot of shit out, right? He was always solving cases. But other people might claim that he's a bad doctor because he doesn't really care about his patients. He cares about what, All he cares about is the puzzle. And I would disagree with that. I think all he cares about is the patients. Okay, so where is that point of condition coming from? Because the show, at least the narrative in the show, you know, for me, led me to believe that he cared mostly about the puzzle. Oh, of course, that's that's what they wanted you to think. But like, 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 take it from from Cameron's perspective. Like, she knew that it wasn't all about the puzzle. It, deep down, he cared more about the patient. He and and there's even an episode where, um, the the psychologist, the black psychologist guy, he's like, because because House says, "Oh, it's all about the puzzle for me," and he's like, "No, it's not. You would be great at anything you did." Which also house proofs, but you choose to do medicine. You choose to help people. That's part of who you are. You want to help people. It's not only about the puzzle. Um, you're talking about the interim uh, 
the director when he's, when he's in the crazy bin. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking talking about um the guy who stepped in for Cuddy. No, no, I'm saying when he's in the no, not Foreman. Mm. Um, I'm talking about when he's in the in the loony bin and mm-hmm. he has the psychologist guy. Okay, yeah. Yep, and yep. at one point, when House has finally released and goes back to work. House is saying, like, House still visits him once in a while, and one of the conversations is House says, well, I only care about the puzzle. And he says, no, you mm-hmm. could solve puzzles anywhere. You choose to help people. Wasn't House kicked out of uh, college at one point? Is that part of his backstory? Yeah, yeah. What, was the, what was the reasoning behind that? I, I, I forget. Do you remember, Steve? Absolutely I, I, not. I feel like that's that's sort of um, a piece to not to reuse words, but the puzzle here. I of feel like that's, House's motivation. I feel like that's part of House and like just who he is as a person. Anyway, he's always going to go against authority, and over mm-hmm. time, that's eventually going to get you kicked out of said establishments. Mm-hmm. It takes somebody special like Cuddy to make House as great as he was. Right. Right. But I don't. I don't know if he really does care because I think the way I interpreted that was people rejecting their own kind of caring for the patient on house, and maybe house just has a certain kind of inkling for say helping patients, you know, or for medicine, you know, biology. Because it's, you know, he could be doing astronomy, let's say, right? But you know, astronomers love puzzles, but they're not doing health because you know that might not be a puzzle they are interested in. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say that. He chose um, medicine, probably a bigger reason, uh, at least to me, was because it was so personal to him, right? Why anyone chooses, uh, or why any, I suppose, great mind would choose a profession is that it it has a personal resonance with him, and there's a clear personal resonance with medicine, and it fascinated him. So would this personal connection be his leg? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But that happened after the doctor, right? Um, yeah, yeah. much later. Mm. Because when he's in the hospital, he's diagnosing himself, and he's—they don't even give him that option. And he says, "Well, this is an option too." And mm. they're like, "Yeah, but no." And he's like, "No, that's what we're doing. Like, I know better than you." Mm. And that arrogance and and that surety was was what made him go towards that. Mm. So. I do like it as a hypothesis, but at least it's not supported by that because, God, that'd be an easy, you know, one-two punch there. Mm. Is there any more evidence which would lead you to believe that it is about compassion with people? Well, yeah, I mean, you said, you said, well, he could do astronomy, but maybe he's pulled into medicine. Well, then he could work in a lab and do medicine. He chooses to do medicine with patients. Yeah, but he he hates the clinic, right? That's part of his character. It's not like, oh, like he only wants to do stuff that's interesting to him. And, you know, maybe um, it's like a peace of mind, like, oh, yeah, I can do stuff that, that I love and still provide a... a a tool that that people appreciate, something that people appreciate. Well, absolutely, but he hates the clinic because his talents are wasted. He's worth a hundred, and he's being put in a position that he needs to solve cases that are that are worth one, cases that are too easy. It's not. It's boring to him, it, right? Not so, only but is if it, he cared about 
taking care of people, then, you know, he'd be like, all right, yeah, this will be easy. I'll take care of a bunch of people willy-nilly. Taking care of people is part of the drive. I'm not saying it's his only drive. Being uh, the puzzle is a huge part of it, but taking, but he's, he doesn't want to waste his talents. He's a CEO. He's not a, a janitor. So like, can the, can is the janitor an important part of running a business? Absolutely. But do you put the CEO in the janitor position? No, because you're wasting that talent on something complete that's not that's beneath him intellectually. So you're saying that part of the drive for him wanting to work in diagnostics, you know, not in the clinic, is that he can help more people there. That's where he's needed most, and that's part of his caring towards people. He can help people that nobody else can help. Mm-hmm. Not more. He will help far less people, but he helps people that will otherwise not get help. I I think you hit the nail on the head there because that and uh, that's when he started doing like the whole diagnostic stuff, and it was because of his leg. Is that you know he needed help where no one was able to help him, um, and in fact, you know the doctors just trying to you know take care of him like a patient ended up making uh, giving him chronic pain. And so it made him that was that was his decision that gave him chronic pain. He wanted a, a surgery that would he knew had a good chance that would cause him that. But he said he would rather be able to walk and be in constant pain than not have his leg, mm. which may have changed over time to not agreeing with that. Yeah, but, but didn't didn't he like figure out that there was a solution to it? Uh, I, I think in a later episode, at some point, was there someone with like a similar condition or something? Mm. Um, well, I know in the, in the episode where he's uh, teaching the class and he gives three scenarios, one of them is, uh, somebody with a, with the leg issue and it's his story mm. and he's telling his story. Yeah. He wish he had himself as a doctor, uh, when he was a patient for that condition. And that, that's part of the drive. So I do think that's a pretty good argument about House's motivation in wanting to help people and, I'm, I'm 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 buying it slightly, or buying it to a greater degree than it was before. I'm still not sure if that's the main driving force. Because to me, it's it's about the puzzle. There's a few episodes in particular I think of where, you know, he solves the case and then he's just kind of done. And you know, it's you know, if he really cared about the patient, he would continue on and keep seeing them. You know, make sure they're good. No, no, because his efforts are better used. Okay, so once he's done the part that nobody else can do. Give it over to somebody who can continue to help them. Yeah, that's why he has three interns, right? To do all the yeah, the... like like here's your like here's your regular doctor. They can give you the medicine that I figured out you needed. I can go help this person that's going to die if I don't help them. I mean, it's implied that he spends a lot of time sitting around in his office waiting for the next case, right? Like yeah, sometimes Scro- you see him like, screwing around. Yeah, yeah, like tossing a tennis ball against the wall and try, try. Like I, I'm, I'm doing air quotes here, and you can't see it, but like trying not to get a new case. But he's just waiting for a case that nobody else can solve to come his way. And he, they say like, oh, whatever case interests him the most, it's whatever case interests him the most is the one that he knows he's the only one who can solve. Right, right. And, and he thinks he might not even be able to solve. I, I definitely think there's a drug rush that comes from that. Uh, there's a question about why not be in a lab if he wants, like, like saving diseases. 
being in a lab isn't very satisfying because the increments or the gains are very, very small. And also the time pressure is not really there. I mean, it would be great if you say could solve cancer. That'd save many, many lives. But, you know, that, that's a long way away. You're not sure if you could reach that. With diagnostic medicine, he has these these time pressures, these very sensitive time pressures, and he has a lot of to work with. And we, we know he's a drug addict. And so perhaps part of the drive is also is, you know, getting the hit of, you know, having this crazy case he can't solve and using his brain to solve it and it gets the rush. Oh, God, I figured out this fucking problem. No one else knew how to solve. Mm, it's like a thrill thing. Definitely. That's... Uh, he's as addicted, if not more addicted, to puzzles than he is to help to people. Vicodin. Hmm. Is is there evidence for that? Like, is there a point in the show where he chose to puzzle over Vicodin or something like that? Several. Um, and then there's also points where he, even when on Vicodin, he, he feels pain. But when he has a puzzle... He doesn't notice the pain and off Vicodin, there's several episodes where he's not on enough Vicodin, especially when, uh, when that cop guy is all over him and he stops taking Vicodin in the excess and rather in the prescribed amount that in those situations, he doesn't limp. He doesn't feel the pain when he's thinking about the puzzle and he's working something out and he's in it. But the second he's out of it, he starts feeling the pain and he starts getting mad and he starts limping. So it literally is like a drug. It's kind of helping him. It, yeah, it's it's driving adrenaline that's getting rid of pain. I feel like pain. I feel like I remember something of the, of the opposite where they were like, "I bet you can't can't do this off Vicodin," and he was like, "Well, you know, I, I, that would have been much quicker if you just let me have my painkillers." You know? Yeah, I mean, the the painkillers obviously help numb the pain, and it helps him. Because then he can use his mental facul- faculties to, to solve the puzzle. Mm. But there are a lot of situations. Uh, but so th- the Vicodin helps him in that it kills the pain. But the puzzles kill the pain even more. If the puzzles aren't wa- – if his mental faculties aren't being wasted killing the pain with the puzzle, then he can drive forward much faster. Mm. Like it's just another obstacle for it to have to go over, which the Vicodin takes away. I, I think it would be interesting to look at the show and see when he takes Vicodin. Is it at low points where he is at a standstill or can't quite figure out what to do? You know, because my theory would be, you know, he doesn't take it when he's having the high of you know, solving or something. Or it'd be kind of awkward, you know. Let's say he figures out what the case is, and pop a bunch of Vicodin. You know, <laughs> it'd be kind of weird, you know, to see. But you know, I don't think I've seen that in the show. Uh, I mean, I think sometimes like they'll show him go home at night. But but that's still signa- or symbolizing the same thing, right? It's like, oh, case over. Now mm. what? Oh, now I feel the pain. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can't solve you know cases at home. Or it doesn't really. Yeah. He plays the piano, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he's even more likely to to take Vicodin after the case because then there, his mind isn't distracted with other things. Like he, all he can think about is the pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, so the puzzle is even more of a distraction than anything, and a distraction mm-hmm. from the pain. And I think that the pain is much more than just like physical leg pain. I think that's made fairly obvious. Mm-hmm. We're saying that compassion is a motivation fact, motivational factor for you know his actions of you know helping people, right? Or helping patients is an act of compassion. 
he's taking. But it's also a factor of, you know, drug addiction to the, you know, the opioids he gets when he solves a case. Or when he's thinking hard about it. Or, yeah, thinking hard, you know. And that's also a driving factor. He's kind of addicted to the power or to the, uh, to the, the thinking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hmm. And is that good or bad? I mean, you know, is it, it's, you know, we might look at that and say it's kind of sad because he's addicted to this kind of drive to keep continuing on to do this. But it is kind of just biology and it's how we, you know, push forward. This is why we eat. This is why we do. Well, from, from House's perspective, reasons mean nothing. All that matters is the outcome. So he's very pragmatic. Well, he, yeah, I mean, he's, he's said those literal words before, maybe not verbatim, but he said, like, reasons don't matter. It's a healthy excuse. Uh, yeah, and I mean, he's, he's in denial of his own self. He doesn't want to believe that he, he likes people. He wants to believe that he hates people because that's just easier for him. It's easier to hate everybody because then you can't be let down. And he's been let down so many times that he no longer wants to to take that chance. Do you think that's part of the reason why he has this uh, kind of verbatim rule, everybody lies? Because he's just been let down so many times by people lying. Well, I I think that's just a general fact of of life. I I don't think that's necessarily um, like a a self-defense mechanism. I think that's just an observation that Mm, he's made. It's like him being a a realist. It's like a philosophy that's been helpful to him solving cases, right? It's just like, don't assume they're telling the truth because, you know, in my experience, most of the time they aren't. They're, uh, you know, lying by omission or they're lying straight to your face. Mm. So to draw antithesis to that, there's, I think there's a few episodes, especially where, what's that one doctor called? The the girl one. She, Cameron. She gets attached to the patient and what they're saying, and then she gets just, like, horribly distraught when they lie. So, in a way, it could be a defense mechanism, because when they do lie, and you kind of are all intertwined with their story and their reasons, their compassion, and you find, okay, this is all hoax, you're just like, oh my god, what are you? Who are you? It, it may be a defense mechanism in that case, but I think when he's using it diagnostically, he's saying, like, anytime they get a new patient... They test from the bottom up. They don't say, okay, well, other other doctors have tested for, for lupus already, so we're not going to. No, they start from the bottom and they start all over. Well, he almost always has them break into their house. Exactly. So so it's, it's not about like what do – people aren't a reliable source of information to him. People are not a reliable source. The only thing that's true is the hard – facts and that's where everybody lies comes from it comes from don't believe what people tell you believe what you see yourself based off of facts and i think that's pretty fair like in general right because that saved countless people's lives in that show i mean like for instance courts and criminal procedures they 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 take evidence with far greater importance than you know i with this testimony where people say because people lie Mm mm-hmm They should, but eyewitness testimony is actually one of the number one things that they take into account and will convict somebody more than just about anything. It's screwed up, but we can can talk about OJ Simpson, right? And, um, you know, the the glove not fitting is sort of like the, the the ultimate symbol, right? You know? Mm. Um, so I do, I, I do think 
Nate is is sort of on the point here where, you know, physical evidence, tangible evidence is the ultimate that wins out every, you know, eyewitness testimony. You know, they got footage of you on the surveillance cam. Doesn't matter what anyone said, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oftentimes in, say, police investigations, there's not enough evidence to convict someone because they need a lot of evidence or, you know, pretty hard evidence, and it's often not there. But in the case of medicine, you know, House has the advantage of, say, having very direct evidence. You can do blood tests, you can do blood work, you can do um, CAT scans, and you can see what's up. Which are always inconclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we were talking shortly before going on air, and... Gideon mentioned House jumping over a shark. Yeah, I mean, the the metaphorical television sense. Oh, okay, J- jumping the shark. Yeah, At yeah. what point did House jump the shark for you? Um, You know, I thought the... For me personally, and I, I wouldn't say this is the point, um, for me personally, I, I started to get a little worn out by season six, seven. Um... I, I just thought the theme sort of ran its course, right? You can only be like, oh, you know, can't find this big mystery, big mystery, X, Y, Z, some drama happens. Then the show all... is very formulaic. Yeah. That's yeah. undeniable. And the formula the formula ran dry for me around then. Um, I think, like, a tangible moment where it jumped the shark is, like, how showing up in the monster truck. I thought that was just, like... Uh, absolutely didn't he take everybody with him in it yeah yeah it's like this is this is just getting out of like this isn't um that was pretty out of control <laughs> yeah it's like not even grounded mm-hmm. in reality anymore so, so were they trying to they're still confined by the formula right so they're probably just trying to find something to you know exploit the formula by having mm-hmm. him in a monster truck or something well the like, form- look at how much he can still get away with the formula is not the show the formula was was the the general structure of each episode, and a formula in a show is not a bad thing. The real show was the character arc mm-hmm. of House as a person, mm-hmm. where he started and then his eventual death. Mm. To go a little deeper on that, the each episode has its own kind of uh, formula, which was there was the you know the medical issue, which was kind of the backdrop for the philosophical issues or the character issues. Because almost always you had, you know, Foreman, Cuddy, Cameron, the Australian dude, talking about the rights and wrongs of the cases of, you know, the case within the case. You know, the issues behind why the character is sick or, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And I argue that early on it was much more formulaic because House's arc was so slow and he didn't really start to arc until... Uh, in, until those later seasons. And a lot of, like, the, the monster truck was a part of showing, like like you said, what House could get away with. But that's a huge part of the arc itself. Was at that point in, this, in the series, it, we needed to show something completely over the top because that's where Zark was at. Mm, yeah, well, I mean, they needed to show something that was completely over the top because, you know, They'd ran out of, you know, the normal over-the-topness of, of his character. 
I would argue that jump he would have jumped if he he jumped the shark anywhere. It would have been when they put him in an insane asylum. Yeah, yeah. That was so out of I place remember, for the show. I remember when I was first watching it, I was like, this is... That so wasn't weird. even about medicine anymore. Yeah, that was yeah. just ridiculous. I loved this episode. Oh, it, the, it was amazing. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that, but I think that if the show jumped the shark anywhere, that would have been the place where it took it completely out of his it, element. It got a little mopey, I thought, with the the... You know, insane person committing suicide after House taking him for to the fair or whatever. He didn't die, but yeah, yeah, or trying, yeah. Well, did he? Was that the guy who had like the was it a truck or something? I don't I know. Thought he was like a superhero. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He encouraged him and he jumped off, but he wasn't committing suicide. Is this yeah, he, dumb? Yeah, that that was <laughs> that was absolutely, and then the whole music box thing and like yeah, I that. To me, that wasn't that great. House had, was corny. And then yeah. House had sex on a chair, and that was weird. Yeah, it was like it, it, he kind of like escaped. It was like, and I feel like some shows that are like running short of like, hey, we got to think of something fresh. Is like they have the character um, like completely break everything they've established, and um, House eventually had to get laid. But like, yeah, but then they, but then like it's like, oh, that never happened. That's still the same old house. Mm. Had to get that out of his system, mm. and it's like, well, it's, it's a little bit of a contradiction to me. Yeah. Well, with it, how with the character of, of House, how do we think? You know, what are our opinions and how it ended exactly? You know, with House killing himself, or rather, going off with Bolson. Yeah, I mean, like he he started off completely a hundred percent selfish um, in the way that other people saw him and the way that he portrayed himself. But at the end, he completely gave himself over to 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 Wilson, like a hundred percent, and that showed the biggest arc because he used Wilson for the whole entire show, every episode basically. And when Wilson needed him the most, he finally gave back, and he gave back in the ultimate way by killing himself. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Metaphorically, of course. No, uh, literally. Literally? Okay, okay. Come on, man. You just broke the fourth wall about this. I'm I've sorry. I've seen the finale once. Talk to me. Okay. Uh, I stopped the episode with four minutes left, so the last thing I remember is House being House's funeral, and House was dead. Oh, re- really? How, how does... Well, uh, well, anyway, so... Wait, we, there's more after? Talk that? to me about this death. Oh, House commits suicide? No, he fakes his suicide. He fakes his own death, right, Steve? Yeah, he wakes up uh, after a, a bender, and he's in a, a burning house, and it's on fire, and he's seeing visions of all of these people. Uh, Amber's there, Cal Penn is there, Cuddy's there, and they're all and uh, they're all like, "Oh God, come back! You got to fight." Cameron's there, um, and some are like, "No, you should die. You've earned." Cameron's like, "You should die. You've earned it. You you've done great things," and blah blah blah. So then uh, everybody, like all of his people, foremen, all of that, they all come to the burning house and they're like, oh, this is where House is. We figured it out. And then just as House is starting to walk out the front door, the whole thing collapses and it looks like House is dead. And then the next thing is – the next like scene is House's funeral and and he's dead. And then uh, Wilson's there and he's about to give his, his eulogy and – um, he is, ends up being like, 
House is a selfish prick. Like he's he's trashing House, and then he gets a text, and the text is like, "Shut up, you idiot," or something like that. And it's from House. Then he goes outside, and House is like, "Hey, I'm not only fake dead." And then they drive off together on motorcycles. <laughs> Did you just make that up? Is that actually how That's happened? actually what happens. It is what happens. Because because Wilson has cancer. Yeah. And he's going to die. And House was going to go to jail. So his only way to get out of jail and spend the last few months with mm. Wilson was to completely trash his entire life, everything he had done for his entire life, and die. So House metaphorically dies yeah, yeah. in order to spend time with Wilson. He sacrifices – he's the ultimate martyr in that sense. Yeah. And we talked about this like uh, I think a year or two ago. You actually convinced me of something which I didn't believe and I totally believe it now. And you made the point or the argument that the entire series is really about House and Wilson. That's the main crux of the series. Oh, absolutely. In their relationship. Yeah, I believe in that. Yeah, And it's not very apparent because it seems like it's about House. But Wilson is integral to the entire overarching plot. Wilson's like his conscience. He's, mm. I've, I've always thought that. Absolutely. And Wilson, you know, strangely enough, is always like kind of the driving force behind the reasons or the explanations he comes to, the cures for what yeah. comes up. No, a lot of times it's when he's talking to Wilson that he comes up with the ultimate idea that saves the, the patient. He figures everything out. It's usually because of Wilson. Mm-hmm. In a, in a very indirect way, yeah, and we could we could say I mean, maybe if Wilson's his conscious, maybe his conscious is partly responsible for the cure. You know, maybe that's the metaphor being made there. There there was like a theme too, where like House is like uh, incompatible with uh, romantic love, um, right? And uh, Wilson's almost like the his soulmate, so to speak, the love of his <laughs> life. His uh. You got a bromance going on. Yeah, well, like, more than that, like, you don't, you know, you don't have the romantic side, but this is, this is who you're supposed to be with to, for something, the rock. You know, something I love about their relationship is that House is always doing these things to mess with Wilson, and Wilson gets pissed off, but he also kind of likes it. They kind of, like, play around with that, and... Part of Wilson's joy in it is kind of figuring out, okay, what is Taos doing now? You know, it, it is, it's pretty funny. It's one of those things where you're kind of mad in the moment, but he knows he'll be kind of like, okay, that was kind of funny, yeah. Well, Wilson is the most self-sacrificing person on the planet, and House is the most selfish person on the planet. So they need each other mm. because Wilson isn't happy unless he's helping somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, it's like antithesis. It's a uh, kind of Nietzsche's kind of slave master yeah, dynamic, yin and yang, or yeah, male and female. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like they're they're the perfect balance of each other, and then when that gets completely flipped on its head in that last final sacrifice, that's the completion of House's arc. To be like he's he's being Wilson for Wilson. I am in love with you. Well, you know, I can't return the sentiment to you that deeply, but I definitely enjoy having you. <laughs> you guys are having sex. <laughs> deeply. Do you have an issue with that? Or? Well, not in my room. <laughs> Too late. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, you're a game. So, 
anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, like, there's, like, this, you know, House is, like, obsessed with Wilson's sex life, right? Like, any time, if I'm recalling, right? It's, like, there is some, there, I do feel like there's, like, a legitimate element here where it's, like, you know, Wilson, you know, it's not, like, a, a sexual attraction, but it's, like, he's in love with Wilson, well, yeah, he he doesn't like, want to split his attention. It's well, you know, it's the part of him that you know he won't admit, but he knows he needs. Oh, um, absolutely, and he does admit it several times. Yeah, well, I think a way to look at it maybe would be House and kind of House is asexual for Wilson. He wants a romantic relationship or a semi-romantic relationship, like an asexual kind of relationship with him. So when he sees, you know. Wilson being uh, romantic with other people, he kind of wants that. He wants his time. He wants his, you know, his his pleasure of his thought. Yeah, he wants to be his the apple of his eye again. Mm. With that mental masturbation. Yeah, yeah, masturbation. Well, there was that episode where you know House, you know, was lying in bed and he had that picture of Wilson in his bedside, and hear a lot of uh, <laughs> fades. <laughs> Fades to black. Was that a deleted scene? Or? <laughs> <laughs> so, gee, do you have anything to get off your chest? About uh, house? About anything. Masturbation. Masturbation? Uh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> are, are you sure? Well, masturbation and house, yeah. So, you've masturbated the house many times. Mm, Cuddy. Oh, yeah. Cuddy? <laughs> Who hasn't? Cuddy. You know, she has appeared nude. Oh, yeah? Well, topless, at least. Lisa Edelstein? Oh, yeah. She sounds really Jewish. They're, they're all Jewish. Oh, yeah. I mean... Especially Taub. Hugh Laurie? Hugh Laurie? I think he's probably Jewish. He's British. I think he's probably British. <laughs> British? You can't... Are we saying those are mutually exclusive here? You can't be Jewish and British? Well, you can be, but I think he happens to be British. <laughs> On the show, he's Jewish. Is he Jewish on the show? Yeah. There's an episode where he's dating Cuddy and stuff, and he goes to their house, and he's like, yeah, I'm Jewish, but I don't practice. And they're like, ah, we don't give a fuck. Mm, or was he just putting on a face? I don't think he's... Especially in the show, he's not Jewish. Oh, everyone lies. I'm so done with your shit. <laughs> So, Steve, you have anything to get off your chest? You know, I think Cameron's pretty hot. Yeah. The um, the Australian guy's cute. Lisa Cuddy's hot. What about Olivia Black Wilde? Psychologist. Olivia Wilde's, eh, she's okay. She, I don't think she's as crazy hot as most other people do. I think she's fucking hot. I thought his... Um, his Russian wife was pretty hot. Um, Black psychologist? No, I didn't. The, the like, government agent? No, she wasn't. Like, House was, like, crazy. Like, he, it, it, she made him stupid. I, I didn't even think she was hot. Mm. Oh, you meant the, the, the black... Um, the black guy that ran the asylum. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was okay. Yeah, I'd pork him. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but... I can't remember what I mean, he looks like, so I can't... You know you can find somebody physically and sexually attractive without wanting to have sex with them, right? No. No. Oh. 
Mm. Well, I didn't say have sex with. Him. You said pork him. Yeah, I want to pork him. Like, is that, <laughs> I think he's Jewish. I don't think they're allowed to do that. Black and Jewish killer combo. <laughs> I think they have something against pork. I don't know. Blacks or Jews? <laughs> I think he's British, Gideon. Wow. Remember that time we were talking about house? <laughs> So, something about House, you know, we're talking about how there's many themes to House and the talk, a lot of serious topics. The question I have is, do you think they did those topics justice? Do you think they discussed those topics in a intelligent manner? Not as good as us, but yeah, most of their stuff was pretty decent. Uh, I mean, there were, uh, I think there were some episodes that were better than others, like any, any sort of series. Wow. How about you make a really general comment about any <laughs> show ever? Yeah. I mean, like sometimes, like, it was, uh, like I said, like with like that, uh, the superhero kids, like that was just kind of like a little bit, it was a little thick. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I found House was at its best when it was really metaphorical. With the mm-hmm. uh, with the case, and they just didn't they didn't outright say it. But sometimes, you know, uh, it depends on who was writing the episode. Sometimes it was just like a little too on the nose, and it was like it, it, there's a thin line between, um, you know, um, um, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but um, corny and yeah, no, absolutely, I I would definitely agree with that sentiment. I can think of like maybe one or two episodes where. They were discussing, say, vaccination, and another episode was about uh, kind of tribal ritual and stuff. And the message there was pretty obvious. They're trying to play both sides a little bit, but you know they they just couldn't be pro or no, not pro uh, against vaccination or pro kind of tribal medicine. God too. They do the same thing with God. It's like, hey, here's your uh, here's your protagonist house, and you know he doesn't like God and and God stuff, but. You know, don't listen to everything House says. Well, I think that those type of episodes were really important for shaping House because House was so sure about certain things being a certain way, like in this instance, like the the tribal medicine one, that he was willing to sacrifice the patient's health for it and not even consider it a remote possibility. And in the end, it they left it like uh, kind of an in-between. Like it seems pretty obvious it was the medicine, but there is that remote chance that it wasn't. And House does believe in that remote chance. Otherwise, he would not have had them – had not given explicit instructions not to let them – not to give them the medicine. I mean it's – I agree with your sentiment there. They were doing that, but I feel like they were doing that, leaving it open for, you know – those different views because they had to because they wanted they're on fox yeah they wouldn't want to piss people off i I disagree i think they did it to add a depth to the show and to show that house is not the be-all and all and all of the things that house says is are not fact I i don't know like to me it sort of um it sort of came off like uh you know like when people are like it is the theory of evolution. It's still a theory. It's like, that's sort of like the, like what Nate was just saying is like, it sort of had that sort of feeling to it. Like, Oh, it is just the theory of modern medicine. I did not get that feeling at all. I got the more of a feeling of like, there are otherworldly things. There are things great other than medicine that 
play a role in life, that play a role in in existence. Mm. To be forthright with my own personal views, I am very, very close to House and a lot of his views, you know. I could have this perception that I'm not getting there because I disagree with, I just mostly agree with House on all of his kind of general views, you know, about, you know, science being king and, you know, being atheist and stuff. So that might core my perception of these things. So, you know, when it comes to something like that, it seems like I can't perceive it the other way. Affirmation bias. Yeah. So, so I got to be open about that here because I might be biased here. Yeah. And, uh, I might, I might very well be as well. It might like, you could talk to the, the director of the show or the writers and be like, and they're like, yeah, they made us do that shit. Like we wanted to have the people die, but Fox was like, nah, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. Very possible. And I'm open to the idea that that's possible. Yeah. But I don't think that's the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like the way I see it is the writers were definitely trying to like, it out. it's kind of like those, I kind of hated Scrubs for this reason because they had a few episodes where they would cover these heavy topics and, you know, at the end, they would just kind of leave it, leave it all wishy-washy. It's kind of like, oh, well, who knows what it's... Is right. that not an accurate representation of life? the theory of evolution. Is that not an accurate representation of life? Like, you want your show to wrap up in a nice little bow, but life isn't like that. And if you're going to try and be... Like, like a show like Scrubs and even like House, like they're sensationalized, but you still got to have some reality in there. And if you have every show wrap up in a nice little bow, there's nothing, there's no wonder. I think it's a little, it's a little different than that. It's more like the cliche, like, oh, you know, everyone can walk away feeling good about this message. You know, it, it's like, it's not like, uh, it's sort of like just tiptoeing around the issue. It's like, oh, hey, you know, like we're not going to have it lean one way or the other. Everyone gets to be happy. I think there's a careful balance between being preachy and kind of, you know, a lot of political shows, they will have these kind of direct messages they're talking about, you know, like X is true, you know, at the very end, that's their conclusion. And then there's also being wishy-washy or kind of, you know, it could be either or. And I think there's a balance you got to strike between, you know, weighing the evidence in the show can you giving good representations of the good and bad arguments being made and kind of having a conclusion maybe at the end, like maybe, okay, maybe uh, vaccination is actually good. These people are good hearted. You know, they have rationale, but they're wrong. You know, there's that. And then there's kind of saying, well, these people, you know, they have the reasons, you know, they believe what they believe and it's, you know, probably bad, but you know, you know, they have their own thing. You know, that, that, that that's in a way it's like giving them credit. And, and, you know, maybe they should have just taken a harder political stance and been like, eh, you know, anti-vaxxers are wrong. Mm. I still think that in life that there are situations where that's just not the case. And it's okay, especially when a lot of the, like, the whole message of the show, or at least House's message himself, was, like, anti-opinion um, and things like that, like no this is there's cold hard facts and nothing else but adding an element of spirituality takes the this this very narrow view of a character and says maybe there's a little bit of broadening that can happen and it helps drive the character and therefore the viewer i agree with that but i think there's like much more uh creative or compelling ways to go about it i don't think like the you know, the vaccines or the tribal medicine are, are necessarily like, 
complex ways to approach that point. I think there are plenty of of other angles to come from, more sophisticated angles to be like, oh yeah, no, not everything's black and white. Um, but stuff that that does seem kind of uh, trivially silly like that is like um, it it did come off more wishy washy. It se- it seemed like it it didn't have that complexity of thought to it. it it felt like oh yeah everyone gets to walk away happy about this message i never got that feeling i i feel like that's such a such a dark way to look at it to be like oh i think the writers purposefully did this just to make everybody happy i've well, never no, gotten no, no, that no, no. like because like i said like there there were a lot more episodes than not that were like that that had a great subtlety about them and did have those philosophical questions like, yeah, you know, not everything's scientific, not, you know, it's, there's not an easy answer to everything. Um, but, um, the, you know, the, these are like the, the minority ones that were just like, Ugh. you know, so I'm, I'm not trying to be like a, a total cynic about them. I just think in, in some of these cases, it was like, Ugh. yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with, uh, getting here, but what you're saying also, I agree with there are ways of portraying. Wow, you're being really wishy-washy. You're like an, ep- <laughs> you're like an episode of House. I, I, I totally am. Well, they do do it. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like they, they, they make that they make that point in in other episodes in a much stronger and I think more thoughtful way. Yeah, I think there could be a way of doing, say, trouble medicine or a vaccination episode. And I'm not even sure if the episode was that bad. I kind of forget what it was, but I remember there were episodes where they weren't that great with the message, or that great with the with the thing. I've, t- I've seen episodes of other shows where they say tackle religion, and it's done very, very well because even if the ep- conclusion of the episode is that these people are wrong, it kind of gives them hu- you know humanity. It makes them clear that why they believe what they believe, and it's not just like, oh, they believe this because they were raised this. You know, they actually go into the depth, the details, the arguments, and to make them feel like real people. And you could actually be convinced by their arguments in the show. And maybe vaccination is just too easy of a topic to kind of take a stance on, you know. Yeah, it's a little bit of a straw man, but in in this case, they kind of did it to themselves. The The tribal episode was not about the the idea that, oh, maybe tribal medicine really does work. The 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 thing there was House was denying treatment to prove to the the grandfather that tribal medicine what didn't work, and the idea there was it's not worth sacrificing a patient's health to prove a point to somebody who has outrageous beliefs. It, it, the 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 idea I think in bringing up that episode in this context was missing the point of the episode. But then again, I haven't seen that show for a long time, and I think you guys are in the same boat. So neither have I, and and I, I'm not saying I quite disagree with that point. Say, let's say you're right on that. I don't disagree with that point, with that motivation. But it's the conclusion that I'm kind of a little, you know, turned off by. You're wrong. <laughs> and why am I wrong? Because you're drawing a conclusion that they weren't trying to drive you towards. Mm, well, let's let's do a tie-in here. So if he was doing that just to prove a point, then he cares, you know, more about other things than the patient's safety. Yeah, I think sometimes so he gets sometimes sometimes he gets caught up in in an argument or in making a point, and he loses sight. Absolutely, mm. I think that that's uh, that that that's a, a very good point. So 
kind of in the tribal episode where he's making the point. He's he's trying to demonstrate, you know, the scientific method. You know, you think this works? Well, let's try it out. Let's see how it works. You know, mm-hmm. see how good you know your uh, your medicine air quotes works. Whereas it's more of a philosophical point he's making than a point about say you know natural medicine or whatever. In his mind, he's trying to say you're an idiot and I'm going to prove it and it's going to mm. cost you this person's I, I th- life. I think it's a little bit more, I think he's, he's thinking like greater good. It's like, Hey, if I, if I prove this point here and now you can take that knowledge to the bank, you know, share that with everyone. I think oh. deep down he knows that that's not the case. Well, I, like even if I prove it, to, he's just trying to prove a point to this one specific person and mm. house does get caught up in doing so. Like he, he makes a lot of mistakes and, and says a lot of stupid things and does a lot of stupid things just to prove a point to one person that he thinks is stupid or that their beliefs are stupid. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, he, he makes a bad mistake. You know, these people will be doing that to themselves anyway. So, you know, we have moral judgment of the house for, you know, doing this for kind of not providing correct treatment or not going about it in the right way. Whereas if there was no house there or if there was um, – if there was out in the wilderness, they'd be doing this themselves. So he is kind of technically doing harm in a way by not providing treatment or not you know, assisting to their beliefs. But he's also kind of providing help there and showing them, yeah, this actually doesn't work. Yeah, like, <laughs> like see what happens when you when – you... Or not providing help, but you know, he's, he's – nah. if he wasn't there, you know, they'd be doing some stuff anyway. But he was. It doesn't matter if he wasn't there. He was. There's an intersection there, and, and there is a little bit of house arrogance, and there is a little bit of him trying to like convey a point, like this is what would have happened otherwise, right? If if you mm-hmm. didn't ask for my help to begin with, um, you know, I don't I don't think it's one or the other, uh, in that case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a little bit better better word than I did it. No, I, I I definitely agree that he's trying to make that point. I just don't think that um, it's a, a legitimate point to make. Right, right. So would you say that he has moral capability because he is able to help him? Absolutely. And and that's his job. But mm-hmm. yes, if you have the ability to help and you choose not to, you are, in a sense, doing wrong. Like you're, you, you're culpability, absolutely. Right. Now, let's imagine that they were to have him um, do something that was, you know, not not just like not going to do nothing, but say going to transmit direct harm to the patient. You know, it would not be wrong of him to stop them, even, even though it's a, say, sacred ritual among their tribe or among their community. If he has the ability to stop them from doing harm, he should try and stop them from doing harm. Yeah, but stopping so that, him from doing nothing is not really a, that big of a deal, though. S- stopping them from doing nothing? Well, inaction is causing them, I mean, medically, that is causing harm, right? Yeah, that's the part of the Hippocratic but, oath, isn't it? I think that he First is trying harm. to show that in a way. He's trying to show, like, hey, inaction can cause harm, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah, but it's not his place to be preaching at the cost of somebody else's health. Yeah, well, it's. Well, I think he was confident in his in his abilities. There. Well, n- no, because he had already solved it, and like he knew what yeah, would what exactly. would cure him. Exactly. But he was saying, "Don't cure him." Mm-hmm. Like, l- if it comes down to it, let him die to prove this point. Hmm. 
and that's where it gets to the ridiculous level of like, mm, like I don't, he's. I don't think he would have let that happen deep down though. I think I he, highly I think suggest that, you rewatch the episode. No, I, I think that's like him just, uh, you know, being house. Highly suggest you rewatch the episode. Hmm. Yeah, this, this is actually a lot to think about because it's it's a little confusing to tease out. Mm. Especially when we all need to re- be refreshed on the episode. In general. Yeah, but, yeah. But from what I distinctly remember, it, he he left the room and he gave the orders: do not provide treatment. And if he had his way, they would not have provided treatment. Mm. Right. And in doing so, it was causing direct harm, if not death, to this individual. Mm. Like, the way I'm putting it in my mind right now is, like, with different graphs and stuff. Because, you know, the rate of decay or the rate which this guy would die, if it was, like, super, super fast, how stopping these people from doing the ritual would be very important, right? But the fact that it's not super time-sensitive, you know, probably had a few days, right? Him willing to do the ritual would not really inconvenience him too much, right? So there's t- enough time to do the ritual for this guy not to be too negatively impacted by the guy. Uh, now, if the ritual went on for, say, seven days, eight days, nine days, you know, a point where the guy would die, you know, that that would be doing harm to him because he'd be causing his death. In the episode, they were they were mutually exclusive. Like, if if House did not administer the the whatever the cure, they would have died. Mm-hmm. But within what time frame would be yeah, the question? But it, it didn't like come to the last second. It was yeah, it was like it was getting down to the the very end. Now the question that I want to ask that would really flip this on its head and will probably be our final point here is: Did House give those instructions because he could morally in his head justify? Well, I did what I thought was right, but he knew his his team well enough that he knew even if he told them don't take action that they would so he knew he was not causing harm deep down i I think that might be his fallback though i also think another fallback he might have had in his head is just kind of superstitious beliefs cause far far more deaths than he could ever do by not providing treatment for this one person you know you think he's not you think he's doing harm by you know killing this one person by not providing treatment well these superstitious beliefs cause way way more people than he could ever do that's not law that's not like house because that's not logical Mm, no house is very utilitarian i think my point is he's not going to make the point to a whole religion using one person i think he's also trying to like make a point to the team too what would that point be? The one you were just saying. Oh, okay. Like, the team the team was on was on board with House. They're like, no, like obviously medicine's the only thing that's gonna cure him. Like you're being crazy mm-hmm. tribal people. He was trying to make a point to that one person, and that's not like House. Like it's like him that he wants to make a point, but not at the cost of somebody else's life. Yeah. This house concessions has actually been pretty good, I'd say. I mean, we went pretty far in depth in this and for sure we haven't watched in a while. Yeah. We actually recall quite a bit here. Yeah. yeah. There was not much gay sex in this episode it's, either. It's coming back to Just me. a little bit. Well, I mean, yeah, a little bit gay sex, but... There usually well, has to be. Well, if you had the video for this, you'd yeah, see a lot our, more. That's our video podcast. Yeah, you want to see that. Check <laughs> you know, that one out. Subscribe to us on Patreon and you'll get the extras. No. Get extras. You get the video podcast. You get Gideon's special time. 
podcast. We won't go into details on that. Is that your most recent project? Yeah, that's that's on uh, X-rated websites. So, oh yeah, mm. okay. it's also Stephen's shower cam. He's always in the shower, so <laughs> it's not always me, but <laughs> someone's always in my cam. That's for damn sure. Do you pay people to do that? I I yeah, people pay me to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, they pay you? Yeah, no. Oh I mean, we have a we have a, a site. It's a running cam. We have three or four different cams, and you can switch between them. Um, they are not always occupied. All four are not always occupied, but at least one always is. Mm. So, you know, we have kind of a, a running thing going. And then sometimes people don't need to shower. we got to bring in the professionals, and that's when we, we have to pay people to, to take a shower. But a lot of times I'll just fill in there. Right, right. Now, do people have to be dirty necessarily, or... Is it like we have a, a a pit outside the shower? Um, it's some one of them has a mud pit outside. One of them's just dirt in general. Um, we do have a cat box, but that's a, kind of a a lesser used one. Mm, what about the tar and feather it, pit? It, it's a clean cat box, Gideon. But um, no, we we had to get rid of the tar and feather because the tar was clogging the drains. Oh. And, uh, and you know, feathers were harder to come by. We had to keep opening up pillows, and that was just getting a little expensive. You got to make you, you got to be able to pay the bills. And the pillow bill was way outside of what I was able to, to pay for. Although with, with this promotion, I appreciate you guys bringing it up. We may actually be able to hit our goal for this month. And uh, uh, that'll, 1,000 pillows. That'll be great. Yeah. I mean, $1,000 donation. Uh, we'll be able to open up a fifth shower. Nice, nice. And uh, anything you want to plug, Nate? Well, I have a new band. It's called Pepin. Nice. Yeah. It stars okay. me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going on for a while so now, but it, it's new because we're all being reborn every second of our life. Wow. I've never felt more inspired. Uh. Yeah. So uh, this, like you said, this has been a, a great podcast, Gideon. As always, your shit bag. Really glad to have you. I love it. So we'll love shitting into bags. Too. We'll do, we'll do this again soon. And uh, thanks thanks for listening. It's been really great having you. Bye. Bye. need to talk. Man, that was the we should use that.